the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. Everyone in here today needs help. Everyone. There, there's something there that you would like God to take care of. And He is here to do it. All of my help, not a little bit of my help, but all of my help comes from the Lord. He's the one that blesses and gives and heals and saves and graces our Lord. All of my help comes from the Lord. In the first few verses of Psalm 23, we read that very familiar passage many times recited at funerals. But in verse 5, the metaphor changes. Pastor Morris is here today to unfold the truth of God's provision and care for us and how He truly is our shepherd. Let's go now to today's message, God and God Alone. God and God Alone. I listen to those words. I ask for that particular song to be sung. And it was sung with a blessing of the Lord upon it because it was uplifting the Lord Jesus. And the one who brought it is a person who is dedicated to the Lord. But it's, it says God and God alone is fit for the throne of the universe. Only God and God alone is fit. For the God of the universe. It says let everything that lives. Everything that lives. Reserve its truest praise. Now we, we are courteous. We thank individuals. And organizations. And people. And we praise them. But our truest praise. Is to him who loved us. And gave himself for us. Our truest praise for God. And God alone. And friend, already you and I have so much to give uh, to the Lord in praise and in thanksgiving. But you're going to have more as this service progresses and as it comes to a close. You're going to have more to praise God for. You had an abundant reason when you came in. You're going to have more reason when you leave today to give God praise. Let, let me open again. I, I read it. Just a, a moment ago, uh, when I, I came to the openings, welcome and introduction, praise the Lord. Can you say that? Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his highest heaven. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord indeed. 
This is a wonderful psalm that we read. You know that we have read it at every funeral, as I can remember, or nearly everyone. But it's a psalm for living. It's the twenty-third psalm. You know, there's I, I counted it out. Go ahead and count it when you get time when you go home. There's only about a hundred sixteen words. It takes about an hour. An hour. It takes about a minute and a half to read it. And if you can't go to sleep some night and you're tossing and rolling. Because you've memorized it, just start saying it or thinking it out loud or just thinking it silently, whatever. And you will find a peace that comes to your heart and a tranquil spirit will overshadow you. I used this psalm when I was a professional counselor with my counselees more than any other scripture. I asked them to put their name there. The Lord is Jack's shepherd. Jack shall not want for any good thing. Come on, get into it. Let it get into you. And you will know the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Praise be to the Lord. Now this is referred to as the shepherd's psalm. But I want you to notice something. You look at verse 5. That's the only verse I'm going to deal with today. Verse 5. Let me read it to you. You prepare a table. That word changes the metaphor from a shepherd to a host. There's a table now being prepared. And the banner over that table is love. And God has done the preparation, the preparing. God and God alone has done this. And he is still preparing. But he has prepared this banquet to give to us today that we might feast upon it and be drawn to him, made strong in our spirits. Now look at verse 5 again. The very first word, what is it? You. You prepare a table. God is the one who did this. Isaiah 45, verse 6, God says these words. There is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There's no other but him. In Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2, the psalmist says, All of my help comes from the Lord. All of my, not, not just a little bit. You know, we, we, we have a tendency to look to the Lord after we've run out of every other place and every other individual and whatever. I mean, I'm in there with you. And then we think, hey, I've got to call on God. But it's God that we should be calling on first because he's with us always to answer our prayer. My help, and as I mentioned a moment ago, help. Everyone in here today needs help. Everyone. There's something there that you would like God to take care of. And he is here to do it. All of my help, not a little bit of my help, but all of my help comes from the Lord. He's the one that blesses and gives and heals and saves and graces our Lord. All of my help comes from the Lord. Now notice he identified himself in verse 5 in the very first word. The very first word. You, you, and you alone are my helper. All of my help 
comes from you. And in just a few moments, we're going to come to this holy table, not literally come down to it, but I'm looking forward to the day when we pull these altars out, and I don't think it's going to be that much longer, and we're able to come. But we're all going to be at an altar where we are seated. But God is going to bless in a very special way because we have obeyed and we have remembered. This do in remembrance of me. We have set this day apart to remember what he has done for us. All of my help comes from the Lord. The maker, if, that, if I were to go on and continue to read that verse, it would say this. All of my help comes from the Lord. Now he identifies, him. the psalmist identifies him who made heaven and earth. There's a lot of lords and a lot of titles, but there is one Lord, uh, capital L, who is over all and in all who believe on his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. There, there, there's no mistaking, no mistaking to this psalmist, David, who wrote it. There is no mistaking. Oh, would to God that we would all get to the place where we would say, God and God alone. It's the Lord who brings the blessing and the help that is needed in my life on a daily basis. Every day I need him. Jesus was often referred to in the New Testament as Jesus of Nazareth. Now I know that there may be a lot of other people other than the the Hispanics uh, who who have the first name spelled J-E-S-U-S, Jesus, that I was talking to a a Hispanic lady yesterday, and I said, how would you say that in English? And she said something like this, Jesus. It's spelled Jesus, but it's Jesus. So in Jesus' day, there were others who were called Jesus, who had the first name. But this Jesus, your Jesus, your Redeemer, Jesus, This Jesus is the Jesus of Nazareth. They identified him. Can everybody say praise the Lord? Lord. He's alive to bless, to forgive, to heal, and to do great and mighty things. He's Jesus of Nazareth. But that little girl, the one who rose from the dead. No matter how many Jesus are out there with that men and with that name, we know him. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that is sure to encourage your faith and spiritual formation in Christ. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Mount Moriah. Three hills. It all began on a hill called Gethsemane. Well, the hill was not called Gethsemane. The hill or the mountains called the Mount of Olives. But on, a, on that slope, there's this beautiful garden called Gethsemane. And that's where this beautiful table that God prepared for us, it all began there. In that garden, Jesus took three of his disciples and he walked into the garden. Now, he wanted those three fellows to watch with him. 
not go to sleep on him. Don't go to sleep on my sermon today, friends. <laughs> my pastor told me a story years ago. He said that uh, one of his members, one of the men in his congregation, couldn't sleep one night. He, he told him later, days later, the, the pastor's name is Garns, Reverend Garns. And this man in his congregation said, Reverend Garns, Pastor Garns, boy, the other night I couldn't go to sleep. I just rolled and tossed. He said, I thought maybe I ought to pick up the phone and call you and ask you to come down and stand at the foot of my bed and preach a sermon. (laughs) That would do it. (laughs) Don't anybody call me and ask me. (laughs) Well, he took, Jesus took Peter, James, and John into the garden. He, He meant for them to watch and to listen. Now, Jesus goes a stone's throw further into into the garden. And uh, he he wanted some privacy. But he also wanted to be near enough so that they could hear what he was saying and what God was saying to him. He needed them. Friends, we we need one another. We don't need to go to sleep on one another or or to cop out on one another. And we're not doing it. I see this church growing in relationship with God and with one another. And while Jesus went a stone's farther into the garden, he began to pray, and God came with a cup. And when Jesus looked into that cup that God was putting to his lips, he saw all of the sins of the history of mankind. He looked at it and he saw it in there. And he backed away. Jesus obeyed the Father. But this was too much because nothing ever unclean had ever touched his holy lips. And after a moment or so, or minutes, I don't know how long, he goes back and he prays again. And he said, Father, if it's possible, if there's anything in your wisdom that you can do without me drinking that filth, the sin of mankind. Please, Father, do it. And the Father put it closer to his lips and he turned it. I can't do it. I can't do it. He goes back the third time and this time he fell on his face. Total submission. He said, I'm yielded to you. I'm totally submissive to you. And the father put that cup to his lips and he drank your sin and my sin. He drank the dregs. He drank it and all of the corruption of the universe, of of, of earth, went into his bloodstream. And now he walks away and his heart begins to pump. And his immune system kicked in immediately to fight back that corruption that was there. Now Judas was about ready to give him a kiss and betray him. Someone says, well, uh, you know, don't be too hard on Judas. Listen, friends, you don't sell your friend for money. You pay me and I will betray that person. Judas was paid 30 pieces of silver. 
the stress that Jesus was under with all of that corruption and his immune system trying to fight it off like your immune system and mine with all of the cancer cells that are and all the other diseases and trying to take over our being. My, my niece, my niece has uh, in the car when my sister crashed out here on the beltway and her husband, uh, her spleen was taken out. Her spleen doesn't work because there's no spleen there. And she has to be extremely, extremely careful about who she's with and where, she, where she's at. And, oh, it's a, it's a long, long story. But Jesus had all of that inside him. And then Judas betrays him. And then they all left him and fled. Somebody told me at the beginning of the, of the uh, pandemic and uh, a little bit of conflict going on, and, Pastor, people are leaving your church, the Largo Community Church. People are leaving their church, and they almost sounded happy about it. They almost acted as though this was something that, that maybe the church deserved. I mean, it, it was bad about a year and a half ago. Many of you don't know all that, that went on at that time. And there's no need to talk about it anymore. But stress is a killer. But for the grace of God, I'm here. And the people are coming back. And new people are coming in. And that naysayer, God forgive that person. That person needs to pray and forgive. Herself or himself, whatever. But when they all forsook him and left him, every last one of them, then he was held up all night long with two trials, a religious trial and a civil trial. And after that was no sleep, no food, no supper. And then after that was over, they stripped his back and they beat him with 39 lashes. Friend, we're coming to the communion table. Let's think of what's happening here today and what God is doing in our hearts. And then they picked him up off the ground and put a heavy cross on his back. And I can only imagine the severity of the pain with his back open and the raw meat hanging out of his back and that big planks on his back pressing down into those openings in the flesh. And now he's going to carry that up another hill. What's he doing? He's preparing a table for us in the wilderness. That's what he's doing. He's setting the table. Oh, this is so beautiful. But he starts up that another hill. It's called Calvary or Mount Calvary. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Gethsemane on the slopes of the Mount of Olives. That's the first hill. Here's the second hill. 
I will lift up my eyes to the hills. And he's carrying that cross. And, this, and he's not calling on supernatural power. He's only looking to his own physical strength. And he falls. He falters. I mean, there's nothing left in his body. I mean, he's exhausted. And there was an African man standing there, and they forced him to pick up that cross and help Jesus carry it up to the top of the mountain, to the summit called Golgotha, the place of the skull. I'll tell you, hell wouldn't let him alone. Enough is enough, but enough wasn't enough. Now they take him and crucify him on that cross. The cross. I heard a story of a religious leader who bought a cross in America. A cross. Because America is, quote, a Christian nation. He wanted peace between the Jews and the Muslims and the Christians to bring all three faiths together. And he knew that it was the cross that was standing in the way of bringing about the unity. So he takes the cross to Jerusalem and he goes to the potter's field that was bought with the money, that 30 pieces of silver that Judas took back and threw it down. And he took that cross and he buried it in the soil. And when he buried it into the soil, the Jews, the Muslims, and the Christians came together in a great celebration of peace. Friends, there's peace in none other. The Apostle Paul said, God forbid, Galatians 6, 5, God forbid that I should glory or boast save in the cross. It was on the cross where Jesus was nailed. And now all of that corruption that he drank in Gethsemane, all the sin, his veins were opened up. The, oh dear Lord, came forth a holy blood. His body became the filter for your redemption and my redemption. He brought about salvation through the cross. There's no other way but through the cross. The cross of Jesus. You don't bury the cross. You lift it high. You say, thank God. A Savior died on that cross. A Savior took my sins on that cross. I was redeemed because of that cross. I'm going to go to heaven someday because he went to that cross. I can pray today to the Father for every problem and trial and difficulty and conflict. All because of the cross. The cross is the open door to heaven. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Thank God for the cross. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. The emblem of suffering and shame. He died on that cross for you and me. He prepared a table for us. Gethsemane. Carrying the cross up the hill. 
And at the summit, the place of the skull, he was crucified. Thank God, three days later, he arose from the dead. And he's alive forevermore to bless his people and to bless his church. To bless you with whatever need that you may have. It is so reassuring to know there is a shepherd who guides, protects, and provides for us. And that shepherd is Jesus Christ. I invite you to reach out to him right now with thankfulness and praise. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. Thanks, Eric. Before I leave you today, I want to thank you for your prayers and your financial gifts for the support of this ministry. You're my partner. I'm your partner. We're on the same team. We're on God's team. God bless you as you continue to pray and give. And I thank you. God bless you. I'll see you next time. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.